Welcome to the weekend edition with Kelly and Wood. And we're just going to take a look back at the week, look at some of the emails we didn't get to, some of the questions we didn't get to, uh, some of the show moments that we liked over the week. Mm -hmm. I'll start out right away, man. That call that we got from Joe, that rocked my world, man. Oh, like on that, Friday. Right. Uh, here's a really quick. Uh, I hit glare ice and my truck spun out. And so I went across the median backwards. And pretty bad accident. You can hear it on the on the uh, Friday podcast, but yeah, from uh, twelve nine. Uh, the amazing thing is that some guardian angel like broke into his truck and like possibly saved him from being a quadriplegic. Right, held his head in place until emergency vehicles were able to get there. And like you can go listen to the whole thing because him telling the story is better. But because I drive so far to work, like it was just I don't know. It, it just messes with me, man. Like I just you always think like you just leave the house and you think it's just gonna be a normal day, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that were here yesterday that aren't here today that just thought that. And it just, I don't know, that one hit home with me this week. It it definitely messed me it's up. It's still crazy to think that somebody had the like wherewithal to break into the car and hold his neck. Right. Like, that, that's not the first, like, right. my instinct would be like, I'm going to pull you out. I know. Not to hold your neck in place. Right. And had that person done that, who knows? Joe probably would have been a quadriplegic. Jeez. Or it could have even have been worse. Like, yeah. he got T boned by a semi. Mm hmm. How many people do that and live to talk about it? How many yeah. amazing Oof. things needed to happen for him to be walking and playing with his kids again? Yeah. And we don't know who did it. Yeah. I and would love to find that out. Like, like we had a f lot of fun moments over the week, just yucking it up and cracking wise. But mm -hmm. that is the moment that just, whew, that one got me this week. Now, my, probably my favorite moment is a tad sophomore. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Now, here's the thing. You should have told me I could have grabbed a clip of it. We have no fake laughter on this show. No, I do, I know that I laugh too much, though. I, but, but that's the way I am in real life. I, right. I laugh a lot. And Because like, sometimes you hear radio shows and everyone's like, oh, ha, 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 all the time. That's not here. If you don't say something funny, it's a brutal room. Right, you don't get a laugh. It cannot. But when we did Trash Flash on Thursday... <laughs> talking about a guy going to town on a dog. Oh, my gosh. I... <laughs> There was so much la we couldn't keep you were a mess. Well, there's there's certain moments where it's like, yeah, okay, we're being sophomoric, but who wouldn't be? Yeah, yeah. like when like when uh, Brian Zenzen said, "There's two people inside my wife." Mm -hmm. Like, okay, <laughs> obviously we knew what he meant, but you don't say that in a room full of people and not expect people to be like, "Oh my god, that's hilarious." But the trash, oh. I can pull it up. I don't know if I'll be able to get to that exact point though, where it was. It all fell it's like any time in the office when Michael Scott says, "That's what she said." Right. Like, you just, you have the line, it's there. You yeah. throw a softball, you hit it out of the park. But we, we purposefully try not to be that way, because we know that we're two guys, three guys, when Brian Riley's here, mm -hmm. sitting in a room, and we guys have a tendency to to be and immature. You know, and we're not a gross show. You know, there's no, kids that all. listen and things like that. And it's just not, it's been done. It's been done to death. The dirty morning show, you know, Howard Stern invented it, everybody imitated it, and it's been done to death. I cannot stand when I hear a morning show being dirty. And it's not because I'm some prude. It's because it's lazy. It's like if it if it pops up naturally like it did for us, okay, then it's funny. Mm -hmm. But if your sole purpose is going on the radio and being dirty, you're you're lazy and you're weak and you're about to be phased out. The Andrew Dice Clay, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. I got this pulled up. Now, this is a podcast. So this doesn't have to be perfect like when we're on, when we're on the air. Correct. Because that's so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth. He broke some potted plants at the church, too. I'll, I'll tack another 150. All right. Let's see. Where was it? Veil of Deers. Like... <laughs> I asked you why was he so mad, and that's what. It... Was it a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely upstairs. I'll say maybe not down. in this life, right, but I'm when you're find it, it's from the it's from the trash flash on Thursday though.
And it was just, it was hilarious because there's a guy who got caught naked with his dog. He instantly got angry, started fighting people, broke a potted plant or two, <laughs> and he beat up a nativity scene. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Uh, the funny thing that I got this week too, you know that imitation of my wife that you do? It's, oh. not, it's not really an imitation of my wife. Mr. Kelly. Right. But like whenever the subject of my wife comes up. The character of your wife on right. our show. Because my wife is Mexican. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't sound anything like what's imitation it's of. perfect. In fact, I actually may know more high school Spanish than she does. <laughs> right. But whenever she comes up. Mr. Kelly, no. <laughs> that's the imitation of her. And it's funny because people know that now. Yeah. And, and you know, like we'll repeat it back to us. And someone asked me, like, do you get mad? When would imitate your wife like that? No. Or does your wife get mad? And I was like, no. There's, it's not done in an evil. And can I say this? This is a podcast. We can be a little looser. Yeah. Uh, if you actually sit down and talk with people, hardly anybody's actually offended. Usually the people that are offended yeah. are not even in the, the the people that are supposed to be offended. It's a bunch of people on Twitter who live their right. lives in just a different world. And, and in fact, when your wife texts me, yeah. she always texts me, Mr. Wood. And it's <laughs> not Mr., it's Mr. M-I-S-T-A. Hi, Mr. Wood. <laughs> and so, no, and that's the thing. It's because it's not done. And here's, there's a very fine line where... Like I and I do think this is what is fun about our show is everybody can get made fun of on our show, yeah. but it's never at a place of being mean to someone. So no. I'm not doing Mr. Kelly to be <laughs> you know mean to your wife. I do it because I love your wife, and I think it's hilarious that you you know your marriage yeah. you married into a. A full-on Mexican family where you have family members yeah. who don't speak English. Don't speak any English. And I, I, to me, I find that funny, and it's fun to laugh at. Right. So, you know, and look, my wife, her family is straight up from Georgia. I mean, I they are, I they are your wife's dad. skin as it gets, <laughs> and I love them, you know? So right. I, when we, you, and that's what makes, like, culture, not to get too deep on it or anything, but when you combine all that kind of stuff, like, that's your family's culture is incredibly unique. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have you, Minnesota, yeah. born and bred, Minneapolis, yeah. and her family, which yeah. comes from South America at times, you know? <laughs> right. And to meld those together is really cool. It's really, it, that's what that's what bothers me about the way we are now with everyone getting offended all the time and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know we, when we do happy hour and we're like, what you're seeing on TV isn't real. Talk to your neighbors. And it's I always, not real. I always think that because I'm like, my wife's family, is would never be offended by anything you do or anything. The things that they're told to be offended by, they wouldn't be. And that's that's I why met your mother-in-law. Right. Very nice. Yeah. And that's just so funny. It's like if you actually talk to the to people instead of just being on social media, you'll find that it's not no one's getting as offended as there's as you are told that they are. And can I be real with you? I would love for it for and once. Maybe this is the fact that we live <laughs> in like a smaller town, but I to me it was like the COVID stuff. Where you turned on the news and everything was dire and all yeah. this stuff. And then all of a sudden you went out and the kids are still playing outside. Wasn't as bad. Right. And your neighbors were still talking to each other. And yeah, everyone was going through something. I get that. But at the end of the day, like, and I understand people lost people to COVID and right. it, it wasn't made up or anything. I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you, when you turn off the news and how much they try to scare you, how many things have we lived through and i'm not going to get political but that have been a threat to our democracy or this is <laughs> right. the end how many times have we told like the what, what that there was that one law that was going to end the internet as yeah. we know it yeah I don't know about y'all. Internet still works for me. And I still get everything I need out of it. There's all these things that we get told is like, oh, this is so bad. This is going to be so, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. And uh, you know what? 
I, I don't know, guys. Like, I, I, I'm still trying to make a paycheck. I'm still trying to be a good neighbor. It's amazing when you turn off that influence. Yep. And it's like, oh, cool. I Can we just be cool with each other? I can't tell you how many people, different walks of life, we met at the tattoo event. Oh, man, I'm telling you. And what were people there doing? There were people there recovering from you know, eating disorders or yep. battling stuff with mental health or getting over cancer. And guess yep. what? Cancer doesn't care if you're black, you're gay, you're white. It doesn't matter. Everybody there went through it. Yeah. And, and so to me, I'm telling you, you turn off that stuff that's just literally made to scare you and bring you back tomorrow to see if it got better. Yeah. Well, it's about ratings. And that's it. I, I hate to quote Jesse Ventura because he, you know, he, <laughs> the body. <laughs> yeah, he can be out there sometimes, but he said the second that CNN came around and realized that they could make a profit from news, that's when it was never the same again. 24 hours. Because they had was to fill about, It was about hours. ratings. It wasn't about news anymore. But anyway. And they, uh, they got to fill 24 hours of it, man. Right. It's not 24 hours worth of news. I don't want to get too deep on it or anything like that, but that's kind of what it was. I got another question from someone from Grand Forks. Is it from Mr. Kelly? <laughs> no. No. They asked, who is Brian Riley, and why do we only hear him every once in a while? Oh, wow. Good question. So, What do you need to know? Well, I mean, Brian Riley, okay, so if you're listening in Grand Forks, then you don't hear Brian Riley once we're off the air. Because mm -hmm. we're on in multiple markets. Right, but Brian Riley works with us in St. Cloud. Mm -hmm. He comes on the air after us, and then he helps us out in the morning. And if you're in this room, you're going to get, you're, you're not just going to sit there in silence. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't, what Brian Riley is to the show, I don't know. Just a part of it. I don't. I don't. Know. I'm just here. I'm here right. for the good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how else to describe. Good dude. Who Brian Riley? Yeah. I don't know how else to describe who he is except for that. Single. You got a girlfriend, right? Yep. I got a girlfriend. With a girlfriend. I'm that's single with a girlfriend. <laughs> she probably wishes she was single dating me. Now, at what point in time do you go from single to in a relationship? Do you have to have the conversation? Because I look, Kelly I, and I have been out the dating game for a while. I mean, we're one. living together, so if we're not in a relationship, yeah, it's just a tough. very weird roommate. Did you have the? Are we going? Is going steady still a thing? Boy, I don't know. 1950s, is it? Well, <laughs> how do you phrase it now? I don't. I, honestly, I think it's just like you guys are just together long enough. You're just like, realize, we're like, like dating, like, right? Like, yeah. And then it's kind of a weird, awkward. Like, are we? We're dating, right? And they're like, I, I think so. Is it that where you have like it's just a uh, assumption that you guys are going to be doing something on like a Friday? Is that when you're I a couple? I feel like once I and this this comes from Seinfeld. I feel like once she has possessions left at your house on purpose. That's when it's it's full bore at that point. Because if she's if you got tampons in the bathroom, I think or, it's got to be or a toothbrush. If you got a toothbrush at your house, or if they stay if they stay there more than two times a week, yeah, like and it's not not weekend staying over like midweek on a Tuesday, a yeah. school night, right? Yeah. Okay, they stay over on a Tuesday. She's not staying over just because she's drunk, and you guys are gonna have a little me time. You know? Yeah, <laughs> class it up. What? That's the truth. But yeah, no, it's true. You haven't dated in a while. Well, neither have I. But I was about to say, you want to do something? <laughs> oh, me and my wife are still dating to this day. But is it? I, that's my thing. Is it? It's, so it's not a discussion anymore. It's more of a uh, assumption. Not even assumption. Just like there's things that have to be checked off, and then it's like, okay, we're in. Now, it's pretty much marriage minus the actual marriage part. What if you and your girlfriend broke up? Oh, why are you gonna put that on? Well, I'm man? just what, asking. What about I like it? Dubs. What do you mean? She's good well, people. I, I, what the hell? Can I ask you? <laughs> you just broke them up. This is a hypothetical. <laughs> okay. If you and your girlfriend were to break up, yeah. Which where? What would she do? Because you guys moved up from Winona together. I, I don't know. I'd I'd be living in the apartment still, probably. I don't. I have no and idea. Hell with her or what? I, I have. I, I don't <laughs> know what she'd be doing. It's one of those things. Like you always think about it because it's who breaks up with who, right? Because if I got dumped, I would probably move, right? And then make her pay all the rent, and then I'd go find it somewhere else. But we'll if like, up with but like, if it was vice versa, she would probably move. I, I, that's what I feel like because I got dumped before, and I had to do the moving. 
And that sucked. And I got no possessions out of the deal. So almost like the victor go the spoils. If yeah. you are the dumper, you keep all the crap. Yeah, which is nonsense because I lost out on a washing machine, a 70-inch TV, yeah. a couch, You don't seem bitter bed. about it at all. Yeah, you, gotta re- you, you realize this hasn't happened. No, 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 the old one. <laughs> oh, oh, really? This oh, yeah. happened before? Oh, yeah, I, got, I didn't reap any benefits with that one. That was stunk. Now, if you break up with your wife, Kelly. Which will never happen. Sure. Uh, who's moving out in that scenario? I will, I will do whatever she wants in that case. Because she's I, got the kids. There's no way you're taking it's, the kids. It's, you know what it would be? It's that it would be, you know what? Being married to me isn't easy. Uh, you, Working with you is not easy. Right. It's not. I'm. A, <laughs> I'm. A, what do you always say? I'm the happiest guy with a pebble in his shoe? Yeah, you're miserable. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> I, I, I laugh a lot to keep from crying. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I w- if my wife were to divorce me, I would be like, there's there's probably a really good reason behind. She's probably had enough. Yeah. And I would just be like, whatever you, what do you want me to do? You, you want to stay in this house? Do you want to move back to Texas? And I'll, uh, you know. I think it's when you have kids, it's different because they, they, they come first, right? right? Which, I, which, yeah, I, I would hope she wouldn't move back to Texas and take my kids with her. Oh. <laughs> you know? Adios, Mr. Kid. <laughs> give them a better life. Adios, a-hole. <laughs> what about you and your wife? I don't know. I'm probably the same. You know, whatever's best for the kids. Yeah, I would. That's what I would do. I would just be like, look, I, I will go live in my mom's basement and pay for your home. And you know what's completely unique about my situation? What's that? You know who would be the most upset if my wife and I broke up? Her parents. Her your parents. My parents. Yeah. Would be livid at my my entire family would be livid at me. Like they, I'm not getting invited to any family barbecues anymore. Yeah. Andrea and the kids are. Because my mom loves, loves Andrea. And my dad is, I mean, he talks to her probably more than he talks to me. That's I mean, that's one of the things I miss the most about my dad is his relationship with my wife was awesome. Like, better than any of his relationships with us. I, I don't know if it's because my wife was this cute little Mexican that yeah. he just liked coming around. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was, but the my, my wife was probably the first child, you know, our spouse or whatever, to hug my dad. Because she was just she was Mexican and that's what they do. They're a, they're a passionate people. Just came in hot, right? And I don't know, and that must have melted my dad's Grinch heart or whatever. And he grew was, three sizes. Yeah, he was so close to my wife. I, when my dad died, my wife took it so hard. Did you follow up and try to hug him right after? Hell no. That hug? I, I don't think I ever hugged my dad once in my no. entire. No. Swear to God, in your entire life, I've maybe hugged my mom once in my entire life. Really? We're just not that fat. Dude, we're Germans from the Midwest. We just don't. How long are your goodbyes? Quick. So you don't have the Minnesota goodbye no, sitting there, standing I at the do door. I my other family, like my Stephen and my cousins, Barb and yep. Stephen, who you met. Like Good those people. are long goodbyes. Like I'm, I'm closer to them than I am with probably anybody else, and my oh. brother Michael. But um, yeah, I just, I don't think I, I've, I think I hugged my mom when my dad died, and that was it. How many siblings do you have? Two. One of my brothers lives in California. And would you say they've ever hugged your parents, or on, like no one, like I don't think any of us have ever hugged my dad. I don't. I don't think any of us. Do ever. you hug your brothers? No. Really? Hell no. God no. I can't. I can't think of the time I've ever hugged my brother outside of being like, "Hug your brother," because we got into a fight. <laughs> We've never said like, "I love you." We've never said anything like that. Wow. Yeah. I almost like. I almost want to like, call him up right now. You well, got right that, now? I, I feel the same way. I don't think yeah. I've ever said I love you there's, to my brother. There's what? The, there's the old joke about uh, the the husband from the Midwest. I, one of my favorite jokes because Johnny Carson told this joke because he was from the Midwest and he said, "Did you hear about the guy from the Midwest who loved his wife so much he almost told her?" And that's the way it is. <laughs> and my wife hates it about me. Like I'm not. I, I'm I'm like emotional with the kids. Yeah. We, oh, God, yeah. Sorry about that. Overly emotional. I am. Like I'm. I'm very like affectionate with my kids, but sometimes with my wife, I'm not. And it's only because I just, 
I didn't grow up with that. I didn't grow up with being told yeah. I love you. And it wasn't because my parents didn't. It was just, you're Germans from the Midwest. You're a stoic people. But see, I was born and raised in Ohio, and we tell each other that all the time, man. Like, I, 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 I all the time. Must be just on the outskirts of the Midwest. Like, honestly, yeah. I'm the same way. My dad, because I've never seen my mom and dad, like, hug oh, and, God. like, do well, any of that. So, like, my dad, like, their form of great night is sitting on the couch and just watching TV and then they'll say maybe a couple words. Ooh. I will say this because my parents were were drunks on a Saturday, I would avoid that kitchen like typhoid mary man because at kitchen table one for eating? No, they would not <laughs> they would not talk. My parents, I'm probably putting too much of their business out there and probably everyone has shut this off by now anyway, but my parents would get just crazy drunk on Saturdays. Like my dad would start drinking at nine o'clock in the morning and by six yeah, come on. He was greased and gassed. And sometimes I would walk around the corner of the kitchen and our kitchen was maybe I don't know, eight feet by eight feet. It was tiny. And they would be sitting on the same chair, making out tongues and all. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it was the I, It is burned into my brain as if I were still there. It's burned into mine now. Appreciate <laughs> like I, would, I would have to go to the basement fridge to get a soda. My one soda I was allowed a week. And I would have to go through the kitchen to get there. And there's mom and dad rounding third. Would they stop if you were in the kitchen? I don't even know if they knew I was there. They probably forgot they had children at that point. Oh, did you go make another? Oh, it was just disgusting. It's like that. Anytime I knew my parents were, were drinking, was they would watch a concert on TV and they would crank it up. My dad had the speakers yeah, connected. Hell yeah. And he would crank it up and I'd walk into the living room and they just have the worst dance moves of all time. <laughs> and they're like, You want to join in? I'm like, No, why would I want to be a part of that? Mm, Looks uh, like someone's going to die. I don't did want you, in. Do your parents even drink? Would at all? I, uh no. Yeah. I mean, my mom takes so much medicine right. that she literally can't. Because I say you don't have any drunk stories about your parents. No, I mean, my parents. My my dad worked yeah. so much. He would come home. I, I felt him. so bad. Like he would come home, we'd eat dinner, and then he'd go watch some TV. We'd hang out. What maybe watch TV as a family. I, he fell asleep in his chair 50% of the time. I bet. That dude was a hard worker. And I admire you. I barely know your dad, and I admire the guy. But the interesting thing is, is now that they live in Vegas, my, my parents use marijuana yeah. all the time. My dad, <laughs> my dad literally has, like, in his man cave... In like next to his chair, he like you pull it out, and it's like um, there's like different sort of pipes in it. He has one like an opium den pipe. This pipe, like a big long one. Yeah, looks like Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Right. And he, he like pack it in there, and all of a sudden pop, pop, pop. I'm like, Dad, you know, he's like, what? The, the, the kids, he's like, well, keep him out. And sure enough, there he will. Thirty minutes later, he'll come walking through to the kitchen. He's like, where are those Twinkies? Like, Back there. Next to you, <laughs> right on, and turn around and go back. Oh, that's great. But I, I think that's good. I mean, it's a nice release and Hell everything. Yeah. Especially and, with how hard he worked, man. Well, and I remember, I remember how hard I had to fight my mom to go do medicinal. She was one of like the first 100 people in Minnesota to do medicinal marijuana. Yeah. Because she takes two hydrocodone a day. She takes one in the morning to get out of bed and one at night so she can sleep. And you did you say that's because of her arthritis? It's because of her arthritis. Right. My mom she is a... severely handicapped. She's probably wheelchair bound for the rest of her life and she's yeah. you know, she's been in the hospital a long time. She's not she doesn't do well. Right. Arthritis has wrecked her body. Yeah. And I told her I said try marijuana. No. I'm like why not? Now she grew up in a Catholic school oh, and yeah. all this stuff. She was a school teacher. I got told, Matt, you try one marijuana. Yeah. You're going to be turning tricks <laughs> under a bridge in a week. I love one marijuana. <laughs> yeah. You know, one. That's how it was. Not a cigarette. No. Not just you one try one marijuana. marijuana. And so my mom was. Guantanamera. 
Finally, she said, I will go talk to the doctor, but I know I'm not going to do it. And when she talked to the doctor, my do- the doctor told her, she said, you are the perfect candidate. You are destroying her kidney. My, my mom was borderline having to go on dialysis. Because of all the hydrocodone? It just all the medicine she's taking yeah. goes through your kidneys, and it wrecks yeah. your kidneys. And she, they said, you're the perfect candidate for this because this won't affect your kidneys at all. She started it. Literally two weeks later, her hydrocodone was cut in half. Damn. She would roll... She did she, wake does up. she smoke it or how does she take it? She did a vape pen. Oh, so okay. she would roll out of bed. There's a vape pen right there. She hit it. Five minutes later, she was able to get out of bed, wow. get moving with the day, and you know that's incredible. Just because of that, so she would just carry that around. And it, I, look, I'm a I'm a massive believer, and I'm not saying it's perfect or anything like right. that, but not there My, there are that, and it, it was cool to see. And I'm glad that we're opening ourselves up to other possibilities that. You don't have to go and get a pharmaceutical drug to help you. With, with my wife going through her breast cancer, she wanted to. She didn't. My wife is very anti-narcotics, like very anti-hydrocodone. Mm-hmm. It's and scary, it, right? Because you can get addicted. It destroys mm-hmm. your kidneys. It's just it's terrible for you. So she, but she, it's so funny because she was afraid to ask about medical marijuana. I'm like, why? It's yeah. like it's why, but it's because for years it, we were told to say you have one marijuana. Yeah, yeah. You're under a bridge turning tricks. You're yeah. right. Just lining so, up dues to knock one out. I remember my, one time <laughs> my mom, because the hydrocodone was starting to wear off, they gave her, what's the one that's a step up? The hillbilly heroin. Yes. Yeah. She tried that, and she came walking out of her bedroom. I'll never forget this moment. Mike, I have a cousin named Jake. Yeah. And she came walking out of her, and she looked out of it. Yeah. And, Mom, are you all right? And she said, she looked me dead in the eyes. She goes, your cousin Jake's here, and he has a snake. What the? And- Ma, Jake lives in Wisconsin. <laughs> where this is, we were in Georgia. Yeah. What the hell is going on? And she, oh I don't God. feel okay. I took my new medicine. I took her down, laid her down in bed, yeah. called her doctor, said, "Hey, this she's gonked out of her gourd." You're right, though. That that stuff, and you understand how people get hooked on it. Oh, absolutely. Like crazy. It's scary stuff. Yeah. I was talking to somebody who was like, when we become grandparents at that time. It's going to be so normal that yeah. that we're going to just forget about it. Like when your grandparents are like, no, because yeah. they saw those commercials where the person's in the couch and they, yeah. they're they like, yeah, they smoked one marijuana and now mm-hmm. they're, they're couch bound or whatever it is. <laughs> but now we're just like, oh, yeah. but one marijuana. Is, I don't want like my kids doing it until they get older. Just right. like alcohol. Drinking you know? too. Yeah. I, I, I regret. No, I never drank till I was 21. Like I was, I really walked on, once in a while I would drink and we'd go to the 18 and up clubs or whatever. Yeah. But I waited till I was 21, but I, I regret it, man. Like, I, I regret going so hard on the drinks when I was younger because it's, it's like now, like, I enjoy having drinks and stuff, but I, I just wish that I kind of, I, I feel like I'd be further along in life because when I, when I got on the radio down in Austin, mm-hmm. I was all about going out, partying, drinking probably six nights a week. But it's heavy. part of the job, you it know? It was, but I, it was part of the job, but not as hard as I was going. Like when you're younger, you get it out of your system faster. I, but I didn't. Could that be. was my problem. Like, I was 38. You know, I had just had a kid, and I was still like, man, I, I want to hit the club, you know? You know but what that- ruined beer for me? I stole a 12-pack of Milwaukee's Best from my dad. <laughs> that I, I probably told this story before that was in the garage. And so it would get cold at night, warm during the day. Oh. Dude, we went mudding back on some power lines, and there were like, you know, 10 of us. And everyone's like, oh, you got some beer? And I'm like throwing them out. I'm like, yeah, you have one. Drink up, boys. Nine of us were puking within like 15 minutes because oh. that beer was so skunk. And I kind of said, you know what? 
I'm good on beer. I don't know if I've ever touched it since. I'm not a beer guy either. I, I'm I don't really like beer all that much. Once you get like, older, the hangovers too. They just start yeah. hitting harder and longer. And and nope, I'm out. When I first started working with Wood, man, I know that I would come in here and just hung over as hell. But I was all depressed and everything else. I was drinking my feelings away, and I would come in here, and that hangover would last from Monday to Friday. It was just terrible. We got you straightened out, though. Wait, no, absolutely. I'm not as bad as I was. But no. anyway, all right. This is this isn't therapy. Uh, <laughs> kind of, feels like it. Yeah. And if you are listening, if you God bless you, if you made it this far, we don't really know what this Saturday thing is going to be, mm-hmm. or this weekend podcast is going to be. But I would like to say one other thing before we get out of here, because we're hitting the twenty-five minute mark here. People ask if wouldn't I fight when because we spend so much time together, right? All relationships have their ups and downs. Right. And we we blow up at each other sometimes. We had one though, about a week or two ago. It's a flare up and then it burns out quick. Fifteen minutes. We yell at right. each other. But I want to play this clip. What do you, what's up, bro? I was just trying to think. I'm trying to think of what the argument. It's usually like one person yells and the other one's like, it's fine. And then it's like, no, it's not. Right. But it's no, not like an argument. We, we, we yelled. This he, was before you got in here. So Kelly was rude to me and he told me no. <laughs> really rude. So we do the we do the small town salute, right? And we record that in the morning. And I'll say, all right, we're going to do this city. I'm going to say this. You say this. And I had to record. I, I kept this one because it made Mind me like. you, he gives me like a 47-word <laughs> line. He's like, no, this remember that. Go. This isn't the one that we fought over. Oh. But this is the one that, I think this was like the one the day before we fought. Because I was like, I was like, can we just get this thing done, please? But I got I to gotta play you this before we get out of here. It was, it, this was so funny to me. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Oxbow, North Dakota, population 381. I love this part. Of course, that's the hometown of LB. Uh. <laughs> of course, that's the hometown of LPGA tour. Pl- <laughs> Why are you getting mad? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Why are you getting mad? Maybe you're done laughing. Maybe I should leave. I the would room. like to. Maybe I should leave the room. That's the hometown of LPGA tour player Amy Olson. <laughs> kept laughing at me that's my favorite clip from the, from i don't know if that was last week i think it was earlier this week but i could not stop laughing at you i couldn't even figure out what you were trying to say trying. all right lock it up <laughs> <laughs> well i bet i bet she could drive <clears throat> i bet she could drive a golf ball across Oh, now, now you've infected me. <laughs> That's one of my favorite clips. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Because you hear the small town salute on the air, and she's like, oh, it's just this cheesy little 27-second thing. But yeah. That's like a minute and a half in. We're still just can't get it right. The pressure's the pressure's a small town salute. You don't want to screw it up. I just like how you were getting mad at me. Well, I couldn't stop laughing at Super long line. Oh, man. All right. Well, we should probably end this. It's just a little weekend edition. That's fine. Just something for you to digest easily on the way. And not every episode will be like this. We we don't know what they're going to be, really. And if you liked it, let us know. Or don't. Yeah. I can't take criticism very well. Tell me. Right. We'll filter out I the filter good. It out. <laughs> right. But uh, we'll do another one next week and we'll get to all like emails that we didn't get to during the week and stuff that we thought was funny during the week and whatever else. And uh, thank you for listening this far. Uh, Monday morning, we'll be back live on the air at 540.